Hello, brothers and sisters. Glad to be with you one more time on this Tuesday. We're talking about the order of Melchizedek. Father, let the spirit of revelation begin to flow, Father. It calls understanding to come to those who are hearing these words, Father, to build them up in you, Lord Jesus, to make them successful, Lord Jesus, to make them prosperous, Lord Jesus, to make them healed, Lord, for you sent your word and healed them, Lord Jesus, to make them free in their mind, Lord Jesus, from the spirit of condemnation, from the spirit of, 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 of witchcraft control and intimidation. I decree freedom unto you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's get back into Hebrews, the fifth chapter. And uh, let's start at the first verse. It says, for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. The word infirmity, I looked it up in the literal, it means weakness. So you got men that are weak offering gifts and sacrifices for, for sins. And you know in Romans the third chapter, it said all have sinned and come short of the glory. That includes the priests. How many understand that, that your pastors and, and your apostle prophet evangelist and teacher, the ones that are telling you is holiness of hell. How many know that they have sinned and come short of the glory? How many know that they could sin again? There is that possibility. I'm not saying they're sinning. And how many know if they did miss it, that don't mean they're lost. A lot of people don't know that part. And that's the part I got to get to. So the priests, they have infirmity also. That's why when certain Exposés come out with, with, with people that were supposed to be priests or ministers or prophets or whatever they are. When the exposés come out saying that they was doing this, this, that, and the other, that shouldn't, that shouldn't move you. That shouldn't phase you. Why? Because you have men that are operating in ministry or in the priesthood, if you're Catholic, that are compassed with infirmity. What I'm trying to do is recruit, recruit you to the order of Melchizedek, to another priesthood. That's what I'm trying to do today. I'm trying to show you that there is a better way, that there is a better priesthood. So just listen, brothers and sisters. In verse 3, it says, Hebrews 5 and 3, And by reason hereof he ought, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer for sins. So, so that, that priest, right? He had to he had to offer sins for himself, right? And for the people. See, he had to go in there for himself first with blood. All sin is purged by blood. Go and search the scripture. Just type in sins and blood and you'll see it. Even from the Old Testament to the New Testament, sin is done away by blood. And it's in Hebrews in some of the later chapters. It lets you know. That blood is what God requires for sin. And when the blood has been presented, that person is holy. Now, that's what people have a problem at. They don't believe that the blood is sufficient to make the person holy. They're mad at the person because the person sinned. 
Are they disappointed in the person? Are they judging the person because the person's sin? What you don't understand is, if that person is in Christ, or if that person has been born again and repented of their sins and received Christ, that person is not a sinner anymore. Why? We're going to get to that. See? The order of Melchizedek has made that person righteous. The order of Melchizedek. Keep listening. So that natural priest, he got to offer sins for himself and for the people. So you can't pray. Look, I talked to a nun one time for about 45 minutes. I was delivering mail. I saw this nun at, at Dollar General, Family Dollar. And I started, I, I talked to her. She was an older lady, lovely lady. I asked her probably about 20 or 30 questions. And then she showed me a thing where they was trying to make this lady a saint. You know, she explained it to me. And I asked a question that I knew the answer to, but I wanted to confirm it. Because I had researched it, but I wanted to confirm it from a nun. And I asked, I say, uh, can I pray to Jesus? She said, no, you got to pray to a, a saint. And then they talk to Jesus on your behalf. I asked another co-worker who was a Catholic. Not offending him. Talking to him, really wanting to learn. He said, I said, I can't go to Jesus myself. He said, no, you need help. You got to pray to a saint. Now, a saint is somebody that's, that was in the faith that died. So they pray to the saint, and then the saint has to talk to Jesus. That's, that's what the lady told me. So they understood you got to have an intermediary to get to God. But I'm coming to tell you that the intermediary is not another sinful person. See, all have sinned. That includes Mary, the mother of Jesus. That includes Paul, Peter, St. Christopher, whoever. And I'm not saying that to offend nobody. But all of us have sinned. They are no better than you. I know that's hard for you to believe. But all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, you need a perfect priest, another priesthood. See, even the priest Levi, the priesthood was established in Levi. And then the high priest had to be the sons of Aaron. Aaron was a Levi. Moses was a Levi. God didn't even, God, but God said the high priest had to be, Aaron was the high priest and they had to be the sons of Aaron. Somebody from that lineage had to be the high priest. And even they had to offer blood for their sins. And they were the most holy of all of them pertaining to things, or the, or the offerings and the sacrifices. God made them high priests. So in verse 4, it said, And no man taketh his honor unto himself, but he that is called of God as was Aaron. See? Verse 5. So also Christ, this is what we get into, glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. And he said, also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Who is Melchizedek? You have to stay tuned. I'm going to get to that tomorrow. Listen closely in verse 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard. And that he feared. Now listen what this high priest Jesus did in his earth walk. 
Listen, listen what his sacrifice was. His sacrifice was prayer. See, remember in the first part of the chapter, it said that the high priest, that the priest among men is ordained for men and things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. How many know that Jesus was that sin sacrifice? And what is the gift? The gift is praise, gifts to God, a sacrifice of praise. See, offer thanksgiving unto the Lord. Enter into his courts with praise and thanksgiving. How many know that you, are been, you have been made our ambassador of Christ? How many know that you have been made kings and priests? How many know that if Jesus is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, guess what order you under? You under the order of Melchizedek. That's why it says in the third chapter of John, he that believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ have everlasting life because that order is an order of everlasting life. So it said, you know, that he had offered offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard and that he feared. Verse 8. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Listen closely. Verse 9. This is a key verse. You need to highlight it. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. Now, how many people told you if you sin, you lose your salvation? If you do this, you lose, lose your salvation. Unto all them that obey him. They said, well, brother King, you got to obey him. Yeah, to obey him said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you have eternal life. Jesus said that in the third chapter of John. He said it. Obeying him is to believe on him and you have eternal salvation. I'm out of time.